0: I wouldn't wouldn't even call them relapses really because when I look back at my life before knowing Christ, I don't know if I ever fully desired to quit.
1: Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. I can't do it. I can't do it. We were gonna to try to go for a little bit there, but I can't do it. Hey, welcome back to life after addiction, Chittester, I have to tell you, after last week's episode, there has been many ladies emailing, calling, uh, trying. They saw the picture, yeah, the the picture of you posing, and they I, are. I can only imagine. they are interested. Yeah. Let me just tell you. No, on a serious note, Chittester is single. My wife wants to set you up with some, one of her friends, but I told her just wait, honey. He has a plan. He is going to graduate college, potentially get his master's, and then maybe, and then maybe. You didn't plan on me talking about this, and I hope you're not no. embarrassed. I but am a little, is, I don't know how to respond. Is, but he is a single godly man, and that's it. That's t- all there is to it.
0: I'll take that. I'll take that. I appreciate awesome. that. So
1: hey, man, I'll try to get some of the silliness out of the way, but today is a serious topic, as you could see in the, in the title. To you know, We're talking about relapse today. And that's a very dangerous thing, a very scary thing, a very shame filled thing, yeah. um, and uh, something that you and I know a lot about. And uh, you know, we, it's a part of our story. Uh, I would venture to say that most most people struggling with addiction have experienced relapse after relapse. I pray that that's not the case for mm-hmm. everyone, but I, but from what I've seen, that is. You know, and, and that's 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 a part of this journey. And so, as we start off, I'm going to kind of let you lead in talking about relapse talking about the seriousness of it uh and that some that final relapse is the last one and you know we have many people who aren't with us and those kind of things so just the heaviness of it guys i hope you're understanding that we we feel the need that we feel called to talk about this uh, we're going to be talking from the heart talking from scripture but uh just bear with us and trust that the things that we're going to say is, is we feel led to and also biblical and so Ryan, talk, lead us in here. Relapse this week. That's what we're talking about. What do you have to say?
0: Yeah, so I'll talk before I knew Christ, and then I'll kind of speak to once I found Christ. So, yeah, you know, prior to knowing Christ, I really wouldn't even call him, and this is just my personal story, my personal walk. <clears throat> I wouldn't wouldn't even call them relapses, really, because when I look back at my life before knowing Christ, I don't know if I ever fully desired to quit. Yeah. Now, I hated the repercussions you know i hated everything that came with the addiction and who i was hurting and the people i was lying to and what it was taking from me but um i'd never really decided to stop doing drugs you know in my heart but once i found christ you know um man it was such a blessing so for those who don't know um any listeners or viewers i went through s2l three times um I actually found Christ in this program. You know, I had heard of God. I have heard, of, I had heard of Jesus, but um, I'd never had a personal relationship with Christ, never really had a, a period in life where I was walking with him or going to church consistently or anything like that. So I found Christ here in this program in June of 2017, got saved and baptized. And I knew in that moment when I first experienced the Lord, um, it was actually Father's Day when I got saved, 2017. I knew in that moment that I had been delivered, mm. that I had been set freed, and that I had been forgiven for all the sin that I had committed up to that point upon my confession and belief in him. Um, so I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt, hey, this freedom thing is absolutely possible. Um, and so after staying here, I think I did 60 days that first time, I knew that it was possible. Yeah. Now, at that same time, you know, I'm reminded of Galatians five sixteen 16 through 17, you know, walk by the spirit for you were not to grat- uh, gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to one another yeah. to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So I was fighting that battle, so, I, I guess you would say partially consciously, partially un- um, subconsciously. But I remember thinking, and I know this is once again going to sound crazy, but I, I think people can relate to it. And we don't like audibly saying these things because oh, it makes me sound, feel you know, different than others or they're not going to believe I, I can say that. But I remember as real as everything that was going on in the program, as me finding Christ, finding deliverance, finding freedom, all these things, there was still that sinful nature part of me, right, Yeah. that had the thought, man, I could still like get high now. Cause like now I know God, so I'll be able to control these things. Now I know it sounds delusional when you say it out loud, but this is something people go through in addiction and it's real. It's, it's, it's a reality. And I remember having that thought and for anybody out there, you know, something I talked to my guys about when you make reservations for something that is always going to come to fruition. Always. Mm. It will always come to fruition. And we don't like to really think that we're making reservations. But if we get deep into our prayer closet and really begin seeking and chasing after the things of God, man, you'll you'll be able, some things will be revealed to you. Um, And I believe, I don't believe, I knew I was aware of that, but I didn't realize the significance of that decision, even if it was just internally, even if it was just in my mind that, man, at some point I could do this fleshing that out. I didn't think it'd look the same because I knew God. Now I thought it would look a little different than it always had. And so I, I as bad as it sounds to say, man, I, I made reservations mm. for that upon leaving here. And I know it sounds crazy. My parents may watch this and be like, what the heck, you know, but it's addiction. is one of those hard things to explain. Like, why would you find the Lord experience him and his forgiveness and his love yet still, make reservations for something like that.
1: Yeah, man, I'm reminded of of just the story of David. And it says that at a time that kings were at war, David was at home. Mm. So one, he wasn't where he's was supposed to be. And then two, he's on his roof and he looks down and he sees a woman. And at that moment, he made reservations, mm. didn't he? Yep. He didn't look away. He didn't stop. He didn't say, man, I got to get out of here. This is temptation. He made reservations and those reservations were met. Um, and he impregnated a woman and had to kill her husband. And the story goes on. And by the way, guys, this is, this is the same David that God says is a man after his own heart. Mm. That was David's nickname that mm. God gave him. He was a man after God's own heart. Amen. And man, that's very interesting. Even just hearing you because there was a season of my life where I was relapsing and I would call it, the world would call it a relapse, but it wasn't a relapse. I didn't relapse anything. Right. It was, I was getting high consistently because I wanted to. Right. Like I didn't, it wasn't a relapse, but there's Mm -hmm. also a season like you were describing. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to anymore. Right. And, and man, I didn't plan to do this. I didn't, I didn't. Oh gosh. I do feel impressed to talk about something. And you, I guess just listening to you, God, just kind of, I think that there's family members that could be watching. Mothers, fathers, children, whose parents, brothers, sisters, cousins, whatever. Family members watching of that they've had loved ones relapse and pass away. And and I, d- I just want to talk with you for a second. I don't have the words to say to you. I, I can't tell you why that happened, why God allowed that to happen. Um, I know that I've done... There's guys that were not crazier than I was, that didn't do things crazier than I did inside of addiction that are no longer with us. And so i just tell you, it's it's not... I can't. Tell, I don't have the words to comfort you and tell you an explanation and, and make this understandable to you, but, but what I can offer you is that God is sovereign, and he loves you, and he wants you to rest in his arms. And I've done funerals for young men, and I know that a mother or father should never have to bury their child. But I also know, based on our, our last week's episode when we talked about Thanksgiving, that there's things that you could be thankful for and God's calling you to rest in his arms. So, so he says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest for your soul. And with counseling with these families, with burying people that I love, I know that you're weary and I also know that you're heavy laden, but I also have experienced this rest for my soul. And I just encourage you in this moment, if, if this happened recently, if this happened years ago and you haven't, haven't been able to process it and deal with it. I want you to know to press into the Lord, to seek Him, to come to Him, and you will find rest. And I don't know why I felt like that needed to be said, and I didn't plan on saying that, and it's very heavy. But I want you to know that, that, that everything that I said is true, that God is sovereign, and I don't know the answers. And and you might not ever know why you lost that loved one so early or whatever, but you can know that you could find rest for your soul. And even even moving past that to, to my story, your story, an act of addiction and, and the constant relapses, um, it was it was something that was filled with shame and guilt. Mm. And when I would go to the secular places and the meetings and I do all this thing, it was almost even posterized to add more shame, add more guilt, because here's what happened. I would go to a meeting, and now all of a sudden I would confess, which took so much boldness of a relapse, and what was done. Well, hey, now you need to go and stand before everyone and hold up your white chip. You're day one. You're starting over. You're. It's this mindset and this thought process of you have failed, and you are starting over from day one. You don't, Everything that you've done for, let's say you had 30, 60, 90, six months, a year clean, or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. When inside the modality of what the world says, you you are a failure and you start over at day one. Now that is antithetical to what God says. Not that it's, it's, celebrating a relapse or a failure in, in sin or something like that. It's not saying that. It's not encouraging that. And Paul, when that kind of mentality, when that kind of philosophy was brought to him and he had asked the question, his answer was, by no means is that what God's saying, mm. right? They're saying, oh, so, so we should, because of grace comes with sin, we should sin all the right. more so more grace could come. And Paul's like, by no means. You don't get it. Here's what it said, and actually Paul's the author of this in Philippians chapter 3. It says this, and here's what the modality of God's economy, the, the Word of God is telling us as believers in Christ, as, as a new creation. If you have failed, as, as Ryan talked about and I've talked about in my testimony, here's what it says. Not that I have already obtained this, or I am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Mm. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's the call for a Christian. Not to, hey, start over at the white chip and now you got to go back and read Genesis chapter one and now you have to do this. No, no, no. You repent. Mm hmm not happy with what you've done you don't take it lightly you get violent against your sin you repent but you press on you don't look at the history you don't look at your failures you don't identify which we'll talk about later you don't identify with that awfulness you press on towards the upward call of christ That's the call, and that's the hope that we want to share with those today that may be struggling, may be dealing in shame and guilt because of something you did yesterday, something you did last night. And you didn't even want to watch this today because you're so filled with shame. What I'm going to tell you is you press on. You repent to God. You confess to a brother that you're doing life with. You don't try to make this a secret sin. You keep it in the dark, and you just smile. Hey, brother. No, no, you confess, you repent, and you press on towards the upward call of Christ. That's our message. That's our baseline for today. And man, I kind of we went on <laughs> we went we went very serious here and I'm not trying to like take us to that place but I really felt like God was calling us to to talk about that, to say that, to proclaim this truth because it's a weird truth, man. Yeah. It's a truth that the world doesn't tell you. It's the truth that to keep you in this box and almost controlled, to keep a someone who's trying to grow and trying to do these things, it's almost a system of keeping you oppressed. Yeah. And that's not the word of God, man.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly the difference, you know, between my relapses before knowing Christ. And then once I knew Christ, you know, that eternal hope that we have, my hope is no longer fixated on my performance, you know, or my accolades or my success, man, I identify in who he says that I am. Um, and biblical conviction, you know, I was looking up the definition for that, you know, and it's defined as the actor process of convincing the state of being convinced or a fixed or strong belief. Mm. Praise God for personal conviction, Ooh. man. I was fully convinced that I was who Christ says I was. I could no longer be manipulated and lied to by the enemy and have him convince me that I was stuck, that I was hopeless and that I was trapped because that worked for years that worked for years. But once the truth was revealed to me, he couldn't use that. Yeah. I had experienced freedom. I had tasted it. I had walked in it. So although I had relapsed and fallen short of the glory of God, I knew where to run. Yeah. I had direction. For the first time in my life, when things fell apart and I went back to the same substances that I had always um, used to cope, you know, man, I knew where to run this time. And I, I was back, I would say, within a month or two of leaving because I physically couldn't do it, man. The convictions of the Lord were so strong. I knew that he had called me out of that. I knew that I had been delivered from those things. And even like Galatians 5, 1, you know, therefore stand firm you know, therefore stand firm. So that tells us, you know, there is a, you do have the free will to embark on whatever you choose to, you know, what is it? Therefore stand firm again and do not submit again to a yoke Yoke of of slavery, slavery, you know? Um, and so I knew these things and I knew where to run. Um, and that made all the difference in the world for me, responding to those personal convictions that the Lord gives you because he knows what's best, you know? I knew that I shouldn't go back to those things. Trying to rationalize and articulate why I did is, is kinda difficult because I don't I can't tell you well this is why I did it or well that's exactly why I did it. Me being my own God, thinking I know what's best, thinking I can do please the desires of my flesh along with serving God at the same time would probably be the gist of it. Yeah. Um But yeah, man, responding to those personal convictions is huge. And just having that target and that aim of, of, of Christ, you know, that direction, man, I'm going to run to the cross because I know that's where my freedom is found.
1: Yeah. And I I don't want, it's tricky when we talk about this because we know the manipulation involved in a life of addiction. So what we're not saying, so you cannot use this as an excuse, anyone, what we're not saying is that, it's okay to relapse, right? Or you should have this mindset of I'm forgiven, I'm I can repent, I can do this, so I have this free pass to go do this. That's right. That is the furthest thing from the truth because that mindset is is deadly and damaging and decaying and family destroying. So we're not saying that, but what we are saying. Uh, and and like it, it should be something like vomit. You should not want, you should despise that part of your life. But what we are saying is that God is good and that we are saying that addiction is not a surprise to him. And I don't have this verse to, to read. I think it's in Colossians, but it talks about godly grief and worldly grief. Worldly grief leads to despair and to depression. And honestly, when I felt ashamed and worthless and all of these things after a relapse. If you boil that down, what that was, was worldly grief. And it was about me. Yeah. I never thought that, man. I never like proclaimed. This is all about me, but everything was focused about me. And what was me? I'll never have this. I'll never be able to get out of this. Well, I can't believe I did this. I, 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 I. And what is that? Idolatry. It was all about the God of Adam and i worshiped that and so everything was about if i messed up it was but what godly grief says and i think the the passage says something about godly grief leads to salvation a life of salvation without regrets Mm. right yeah a life of salvation or or something and and that's probably off a little bit but worldly grief versus godly grief and so when you have this godly grief it leads to repentance salvation without regrets and I think that's our message for you today. I think that's our, our hope-filled message of, if you have fallen, stand firm, therefore. And that's the other thing, mm-hmm. the verse that he just proclaimed. When the Bible says, do not submit to a yoke of slavery anymore, that's a command. Yeah, Which is way different than what the world tells you. The world tells you you, you, you have no choice in the matter. That you're an addict, you're always going to be an addict, but you're doomed to a life of remission at best. And what God says is that it's an option. Amen. Do not submit to this yoke of slavery. So we've been equipped, we've been given these authority, we've been given these biblical truths of growth and sanctification that we can get to a place that we don't have to do that. Not that we're doomed to do it. And we better watch our P's and Q's, and we better go to this meeting. We better read these steps. We better chant this chant. We better do these things. We better call our sponsor. We better do these things. And at best, if we do those, we could be in remission. But any second, man, we could fall right back into it. No, 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 You can have a life without regrets.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's a beautiful thing that we don't have to live like that. Yeah, like it's every freedom. Every waking second like pondering, is this going to be the day? Is this going to be the hour? Is this going to be the minute? Like, and that's unfathomable to people maybe who don't know the Lord or maybe some who even do know the Lord, yeah. you know? Um, but I want to read something out of yeah. Isaiah forty-one ten, and it says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. <sighs> Knowing where your strength comes from, you know, like kind of, kind of like Adam said at the beginning of this, you know, unfortunately, the reality of it is relapse is a part of addiction. Now, it yeah. doesn't always have to be, but but it is. Um, and so to anybody struggling out there, you know, if you if you're in addiction, or if you currently were in addiction or if you're experiencing a relapse, you know. Understand that for those of us that in Christ, that does not change your position in Christ. And I think that's so important to understand that just because I have fallen short once again, that I am no longer forgiven. I mm. am no longer loved. I have not performed up to this mm. level And those of us in Christ, it's not a performance based thing. It is because of what he has done for us. It is because of his grace. It is because of the sacrifice of Jesus that makes us worthy and his righteousness is imputed to us. It has nothing to do with anything of ourselves. And, you know, I think a lot of times the enemy convinces people that. Whenever you find Christ and then you still relapse, man, that, that ain't true. Mm-hmm. Everything that happened in your life's not real. makes you question everything you know, even the confessions you've made. If you have asked God to come into your heart and, you know, Christ to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior, I think he plays into that and gets you to really question that. So if you know that you've made that confession, if you know that you've asked him to come into your heart, you know, just because of... Um, you straying off course, are you going back to the same ways of coping with things, whether it be drugs, alcohol, porn, anything yeah. that does not change who you are in Christ. And it's so important to know that. And kind of, ex- it was exactly like what you were talking about, but I use it as like the visual I use with my guys as a game board, you know, when you get that one day token or chip or whatever, you know, as a game board, you know, let's say Candyland. we all play that with our kids or as kids, you know, <laughs> you get all the way to like, what's that? The lollipop girl. Who's at the very end
1: or the we snowflake
0: girl, lollipop you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, People will know who's watching this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I played at it. the I very end it. Of it. I played it. So let's say I get all the way there, right? I yeah. found Christ. I'm walking with him. I'm fine. I'm reading scriptures. I'm praying. I'm learning how to do all these things. And I get all the way to that level and then boom, a relapse happens. Well, what's my first instinct once I have to take that, that, you know, my game piece and go all the way back to level one well, dude, it just took 15 years to get there. There's absolutely no way I'm gonna even going to even attempt yeah. to do this again. And that that's the thought process yeah. behind people who experience relapse um, and go through that. It's like, dude, it just took me forever to get there. And just that whole methodology of like having to do these certain things to get there. It's like, no, freedom doesn't look like that, man. Freedom does not look like that, man. Yeah. I am I who that. Christ says I am. And that alone, I'm still at that same level that I was at yeah. regardless, you yeah. know, and now that doesn't give us a free license to sin. I'm not saying right. that at all, but a posture of repentance, asking for forgiveness, turning from it, continuing to chase after the things of God. My man, I stay on that same level. Yeah. I don't leave that Your level.
1: position. Don't change. In don't. Christ. Yeah. So let's close out with this. Let's close out with some relapse prevention. And I think it, 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 at risk of repeating ourselves, um, the four pillars, the seven principles, do those things. If you don't know what those are, just go back. There's only This is episode, what, 9, 10, 25, 9? Yeah. Go back and watch. We did a whole series on the four pillars. We did discussions on these things. There's There's things that God's given us to really help in sanctification and grow. Now, I don't say that without an understanding of the heaviness of that feeling of, man, you just start constantly thinking about it. You're dreaming about it. You're you're in that spot, right? Maybe Mm -hmm. you only have a few days. Maybe you only have a few months, and you're still having that. I understand the heaviness of that. And here's a scripture that I just want to read to encourage you to press into these things. And it's in Isaiah 40 as well. Verse 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run, not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hmm. And I think you and I have talked about it in an episode before. Waiting on the Lord is horrible.
0: It is miserable.
1: But the promise of God is promised. Absolutely. And if God said it, so be it. And what he said was, if you wait, if you do these things that God's calling you to, if you press into him, if you turn to him and his promises instead of to the substance, and you count that as a victory and you chalk up this and you wait on the Lord, he'll renew your strength. And the language here is we mount with wings like eagles is power language in the Hebrew. Eagles is a powerful language uh illustration and, and you're mounting with these wings like he, so not only if you wait will you just come back but no you'll get wings like eagles, you'll run and not be tired, you'll walk and not faint. He's with you and he's promising that he's with you and he's given us instruction on growth. And I want to encourage you if if you're debating a relapse or what was it, you're planning Yeah, premeditated. Premeditate. You know? If you set reservations. Yep,
0: reservations.
1: Know that you can cancel those reservations right here, right now, mm. before the show ends. Amen. And Absolutely. It's just, and it's just a, a posture of repentance. God, I, I've, I've planned this in my head. I've heard this episode, and I know with experience that this plan ends badly. God, I repented that. I've turned for that. I'm turning to you, your goodness, your promises, your word, because I trust in you. And I'm going to wait, Lord, no matter the consequence, no matter the cost, no matter whatever, I'm going to wait on you, Lord, because I trust you and I believe you. I'm going to call someone. I'm going to reach out to that fellowship pillar. I'm going to be in your word. I'm going to be in prayer. I'm going to have an obedience to action. I'm going to activate my faith. And, guys, I tell you by the authority of God's word and my own testimony that this relapse, season of relapse, this thought of relapse, this thought of drugs, alcohol, porn, whatever it could be, That is not defining you, and you do not have to spend a life of that. It does go away. It does succeed. And then you begin to look at the things that are above. You set your eyes on the things that are above, the holy things, the righteous things. Mm -hmm. You're thankful if you go back a few episodes. You're thankful about things that you were never thankful for. You are indeed a new creation. Amen. Close
0: this out. Uh, I'll just read Romans eight twenty eight. you know, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good mm. for those who are called according to his purpose, That's you good. know, regardless of, of my circumstances and situations, you know, we know the book of James tells us that God cannot be tempted with evil, evil, therefore he himself tempts no one, but regardless of the things that the enemy meant for evil, regardless of my bad decisions, man, whenever I repent, I turn to the Lord and I give these things to him man, it's, it's going to be for his good and his glory. You know, he's going to get glory out of everything bad that the enemy tried to destroy me, my family, even my own sinful desires, you know, that wasn't even enticed by the enemy. That was just of self, man. God is going to use that. And he's going to reveal his power through that and his sovereignty, you know, through transforming the lives of people whose lives were engulfed in sin at one point.
1: Close us out with no temptation. Is not com- There's no temptation. First coming, Corinthians
0: 10, yeah. 13, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he has provided the way of escape that you may be able
1: to endure it. Boom. And that's life after addiction. baby. Thank you for watching.